This episode may contain themes that are unsettling for some listeners and includes dialogue that is inappropriate for children under 14. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey juicers, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Brooke. And this is For God's Sake, Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Welcome back to our fourth listener juice episode. Hello, hello. So guys, sorry we're like super late. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like our listener juice episodes have not been getting as many listens as they were in the beginning. So we were kind of just holding off. Um... I don't know, but a lot of you had requests for us to do this, and we're wondering where the hell listener juices went, so (laughs) here we are. We're going to go ahead and do this for you guys. Um, I believe these three stories that each of us have, um, we have three stories each. This is all that are in our inbox for now, so if you want more listener juices, send in your stories. Yep. Or we'll have no content to give you. Yes, so this is it for now. Um, send your paranormal true crime stories to don't drink the Jones juice at gmail.com. Do it. Uh, with that being said, we have any announcements to make? Anything? Um, yeah, I want to just put our merch out there again. Um, just like you've heard in the last, in the last two episodes, um, we collabed with Zen Expression. Uh, They made us a super nice, like, tie-dye black shirt that says, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice. Um, These are limited edition shirts, and um, I think I'm about to, I'm trying to figure out how many days that are left. Um, It's the 29th, right? Is that what you told me? (laughs) I don't know. I think um, she just posted it in here. I'm, I'm looking it up. Well, either way, you guys have a few days to get your get your merch. There's uh, two days left. Okay. So today is Monday, the twenty sixth. So you have until I think I guess the twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah. So if you want one of these limited edition t shirts, let us know. They're super, 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 super cute. Mm-hmm. I love them. I can't wait to wear mine. Yes. Plus, you'd be supporting your fave podcast. Right. And it's an expression, so. That's right. (laughs) Guess you want to go ahead and get on into it? Let's do it. All right. So my first story here comes from Caitlin. And it reads, hi, Caitlin here. Before I tell you my stories, I just want to say I absolutely love listening to the podcast on my way to work and school. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. So first things first, I work at a barbershop part-time in Porterdale, Georgia. I won't disclose the name publicly. You should. <laughs> that way you can get some business. Well, I know because it says at the bottom, but she's just <laughs> not going to say, you know, publicly. So um, let's see. Uh, where was I? Okay. However, my coworker and I both have some stories from our job. The specific location that we are at has a lot of paranormal type stuff that happens, not just the stop, the shop itself. Yeah, Porterdale's fucking old. <laughs> yeah. It's a meltdown. Right. <laughs> I also think it's important to note that we both open up shop, so we're alone until our boss comes in, which is around 8.45 a.m. 
Anyways, I personally have always been sensitive to the paranormal, so I've always felt stuff since I was young. Ever since I started working out here, I've felt something. In the back of the shop, we have almost like a storage room that we keep our retail products, towels, cleaning supplies, and a work area slash break area. The room is pretty small and relatively packed, so it's already a tight squeeze and claustrophobic to an extent. But there's a cubby hole or a cubby up above the door, which is where our AC and stuff is that, that's kind of open and creepy. I've always felt like when I'm digging for towels, something's up there watching me. Do not like that. So I try not to stay back there for too long other than to get hot towels or get 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 towels and leave. Sorry, I'm skipping a line. (laughs) (sighs) I wasn't prepared for this every morning. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. Okay. Make (laughs) hot towels for the day. Every morning, I feel like something is watching me while I'm there, too. Like, I'll look in the work mirror across the room. I keep skipping lines. I'm so sorry. I'll look in the mirror across the room multiple times just to make sure something's actually not there. This has been happening since I work there, but I've always just figured it's because I'm alone and I'm paranoid because it goes away when my boss gets there and we open up. As if I'm feeling like I'm being watched isn't enough. One morning, I had a few too many towels, so I went to take them back to the room and put them up, and I heard a door slam. Now, the bathroom is right across from the room I'm in, but I know for a fact that I closed it because it creeps me out when it's just slightly cracked, so I knew it wasn't that. But it also didn't sound heavy enough to be that door. I never figured out what door it was, but I've narrowed it down to either the towel warmer or the small cabinet door where the shampoo and conditioner is. This is where my coworker comes in. We have already told each other stuff each other by this point that something's not right and that something's there and she tells me stuff that has happened to her shit's crazy because i feel validated about how i feel there this is what happened to my coworker. one morning when she first came in as i or i'm sorry as soon as she unlocked the door and came in the lights came on Ooh. we don't have any automatic lights or motion detect detection lights or anything of the sorts <clears throat> all of them have to be flipped on manually and are never left on overnight. Another thing she's told me is that one morning, while turning the security system off, the door to the storage break room opened up. Ooh. This door is always closed and locked at the end of the day, so that's creepy in and of itself. At different times, she was coming out of the same room with towels, and the bathroom door opened up by itself. Fuck that. Dude, ghosts are fucking wild. They can <laughs> slam open locked doors. <sighs> that's why I keep it closed. The last thing she told me that was was that one day while making the hot towels up, she heard someone whispering to her. Ooh. Ooh, what were they saying? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> the water was off, so she couldn't understand any of it and couldn't figure out any explanation uh, where it came from. The worst part is when she finished her shift and went home, the same thing happened there, too. Oh, God. It oh. followed her. Terrible. No explanation. Once again, just random creepy shit. That's all I have for you today, but to end on a funny note, I gotta tell you this too. My coworker is my best friend, and we talk daily and eat lunch with each other on our days off. Now when I now when something happens at work that's creepy, we text each other, I almost shit my pants at work this morning <laughs> and instantly know what's up. I still feel a presence when I work, but my coworker has said that she doesn't feel it anymore, so not completely sure what that's about. 
Thanks for reading my story and possibly putting it in the listener juice. I may be writing about my personal experiences away from work soon. Hope you enjoyed the story. And then there's a little uh, part here that says, don't put the name of the shop in there. But they told us. Oh, well, yeah. thank you for trusting us. Thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I'm sorry you have to work in an environment like that. <laughs> That's scary. See, I love that kind of stuff, though. I would be like, yeah, ghost, talk to me. Not, but, not if me. you're a real ghost, show me. If you're a real ghost. <laughs> <laughs> not if you're fake. <sighs> okay, um, my story is from Abby. And Abby says, hey, guys. I know you're probably sick of me by now, LOL, but... Never. <laughs> no, thank you so much for always being interactive with us. Um, but I don't know how I didn't remember this earlier and send it to you guys. So I'll just dive right into it. When I was about three, but this took place when I was about five, my mom married a man and we lived in Forest Park on Holiday Boulevard. My mom became close friends with a woman in the neighborhood named Kathy. She had two boys, a little older than me, and we all spent a lot of time together. I have two older brothers who are five and seven years old, or five and seven years older, so it was nice to have kids to play with closer to my age. While my mom and Kathy weren't the most sober people at the time, especially not Kathy, she had a history of drug use, specifically meth. Um, I found out later that she wanted to go to rehab but her husband told her she shouldn't because they just uh substitute meth with different drugs which honestly is probably true i mean that is true but i still think if you have a methamphetamine problem the alternative is probably better i no, i agree (laughs) (laughs) i agree (laughs) okay where was i um well the way i remember it my brothers were outside playing basketball like always with some of the neighborhood boys i was sitting on the back of fuck i just lost where i was oh my god we suck tonight (laughs) i was sitting on the back of the car watching them and my mom came outside and told me that she needed to go get the boys because their mom had to run an errand i didn't think anything of this so i just hopped off the car and started annoying my brothers while my mom left when she returned she had the boys not long after not long after their dad came and got them seemed normal to me well, a few days later, I, rem- I remember mom telling me that Kathy wouldn't be around for a long time. It seemed strange to me, but hey, I was five. Hmm. Well, when I got to be a teenager, my mom told me the real story. Well, her and Kathy's version of it anyways. Apparently, the boys came home saying that they had been sexually abused by a man named Thomas that they knew. Oh my god. Yeah. The next day, she called my mom to come and get the boys while she went and rented a Jeep and told my mom she was going to look into it. Well, come to find out, she lured Thomas to meet her for food and drinks, and <gasps> she already had a gun <gasps> in the rented Jeep when she when they met. Oh, holy shit. So this is true crime. This is a true crime. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, I'm happy. Okay, me too. Um, she asked him to grab something out of the back out of the back seat when they weren't far from his house that he lived with his parents at and while he was bent over um going to grab something from the back seat she blew his brains out holy shit jesus christ honestly go kathy (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) oh my god 
god uh she then pushed him out of the car onto the side of the road pretty close to his parents house they found him a few hours later and she was arrested a few days after because his parents knew she was the last person to be with him she went to prison and served about 15 years but at trial they used her drug use to say that she was just imagining things and her sons weren't really abused Mm. i hate when they do that shit yeah my mom is convinced that kathy really believed that they said that after she went to jail the boy's dad moved them out of the out of the county and kathy served her time she got pregnant in prison (laughs) wow and when she got out she came to my baby shower and was very nice and seemed super normal my mom still stands by her and the boys grew up to be successful good happy ending you can find all of this in public record. Her name is Kathy um, Whitfield, um, or White. Is it? It's W H I T F I E L D. Whitfield. Okay. I don't know if I believe she was high in imagining things, but regardless, if I truly believe someone did to my kids what she said happened, I would probably murder them too. Same. Holy crap! But like, here's my thing. Like, what if he didn't? And that's so sad. Yeah, it it would be sad. Yeah. I wonder if the boys have really said anything. Yeah, here's my thing. Like, I totally understand. Like, I get it if she really believed that happened. But like, I think like you should probably question the person maybe before just blowing their head off. Yeah, I just feel like people typically believe their child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, like, what? Like, if your kid comes home and they're like, um, Thomas, like touched my private areas and then you go and ask him he's like what oh we'd never do that well, of course right i don't know it's just like what if it was the drugs messing with her mind and she didn't even give him a chance yeah i don't know i want to know me too oh a terrible story she says um but that's just my two cents have a juicy day and i love that <gasps> and then she says love abby love have it. a juicy day i'm gonna thank start saying you, that abby yes thank you for sending I'm that glad we got a true crime me too and not that we look, don't i want to look at kathy me too <laughs> oh i have a story for you and i'm not gonna say it right now publicly but kathy just reminded me of somebody i met at work the other day oh lord yes i got a story for you i'm going well i didn't meet her i've met her before but i learned about this particular story that day she was there <laughs> okay well i'm excited to hear that are you sure you don't want to say it on air okay i guess i can i mean i'm not going to say names or anything okay okay so there is this client (laughs) that comes into the shop one uh that i have pierced but also gets tattoos and i will not say the artist that tattooed her but he learned of a story that this client stabbed a man in his penis seven times and said, well, it looks like chicken salad now. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. That's all he got. I need a backstory. You don't I know need what? a backstory. You I know, know nothing other than it looks like chicken salad. And she stabbed him seven times in the penis. Okay. Like, how do you get seven stabs in on a penis? Like, was he asleep? Was he standing up? Like, did he rape you? Did you catch him cheating? Like, I need a backstory here. You know about that one story where the girlfriend oh, yeah. Lorena Bob- Bobbitt? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Lorena Bobbitt. She pulled a Lorena Bobbitt. But, yeah, it looks like chicken salad. She, I died when she you said that. She pulled a really worse version because, I mean, at least 
she her it off. Yeah, and they were able to reattach it, and it worked perfectly <sighs> fine. So I geez. just need to know. <laughs> chicken I, I salad. need a backstory here. I'll never eat chicken salad I'm again. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> I, and when I get a backstory, like I will tell you, Alyssa. Did she go to prison? Yes. Oh, yes. For how long? I can't remember what he said. Hmm. But yeah. Well, I hope he deserved she, it. She like willingly told him the story. I think because he was like, hey, so like she said something about being in prison and he was like, hey, blah, blah. Well, what'd you go to prison for? You know, just out of inter- interest. And she's like, oh, I stabbed a motherfucker's penis seven times. So she wasn't like ashamed to say it. You know what I mean? Well, then he maybe he did do something pretty awful because I feel like if you if you chopped up somebody's penis and made it look like chicken salad, <laughs> went to prison, served your fucking time, and then you're still okay with it, then yeah. he probably did deserve it. Exactly. Or exactly. she could just be fucking bonkers. Who knows? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. She seems like a nice woman to me. <laughs> I mean, I know her. You do? I mean, yeah, I pierced her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you remember her is. name? Yes. After this, tell me. I don't know the last name, though. I'm going to Facebook her. I don't see. know the last name. I'm sure I could be able to find her. I do know a girl that is very good friends with her, though. So then they're probably friends on Facebook. <laughs> we'll, we'll find her. I'll find her. <laughs> chicken salad yeah that just reminded me (laughs) kathy is this lady (laughs) (laughs) all right so story two um this story comes from cameron hello cameron hi cameron uh cameron is the one who uh, her first ever listener juice story she sent in um she was the reasoning behind our snatched yeah uh, she uh, really was logo and (laughs) she uh, said snatched so uh yeah (laughs) she's she's uh, like a super fan of don't drink the jones juice she yeah she's, she's really she's cool as fuck yes i like her she said she wants to meet titus oh all right so hey girls this is a longer story from last time so i hope you're ready so i have to follow up a story for y'all as of right now, I'm on a job slash business trip. As I'm leaving the airport, taking an Uber to my hotel room for the next month, I get a weird, eerie feeling in the pit of my stomach. I brush it off knowing I'm just here for business. So I go to my hotel and check in. As soon as I got to my hotel room, the atmosphere starts to change. I don't know what to call it, but it felt like everything was closing in on me. Oh, I hate that. Uh, I unlock my room with my hotel key, but you know that saying um, about your gut is always right? Well, it's feeling something. So I put my bags in the closet, and for some reason, I stood in the mirror longer than I should have. I thought someone was behind me. Mm. For, For what I felt like was forever, I finally moved away from the mirror. Nothing. I started to think it was just my paranoia messing with me, so I started to go out and have a few drinks with my coworkers. I come back to the hotel somewhat tipsy, and I proceeded to my room. I told all my coworkers goodnight, and in I went. The eerie feeling still has not went away, even in the tipsy state I'm in. So I did my nightly routine, and I'm and off to bed I went. I woke up. Well, at least I thought I did. To someone pacing around my room, but it was daylight. Ooh. You know those dreams in a dream? Well, I had one of those. The person stopped right in front of my bed, and they turned to look at me. I couldn't fix my eyes on who they were. Then, all of a sudden, I woke up again, but the setting was different. 
It was eight-year-old me standing in the mirror in my hotel room, but something was different about myself. And then eight-year-old me turned to my present-day self and had the most evil grin, and it started laughing like it was taunting me. Oh, my God. Oh my God that's so scary. <laughs> I do not I do not like this. Don't oh tell me she snatches you. Oh, my gosh. Don't tell snatched. me. <laughs> Whoever this thing was walked towards me, but also still having the grin on its face. You know when someone smiles so hard or forces a big fake smile that it looks painful? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the smile it had. It was almost like a Chelsea grin. I closed my eyes, but then the footsteps stopped and I felt something very heavy on my body. This wasn't my eight-year-old self. It was something malevolent and evil on top of me. I can't describe it. It's like it was sucking all of my energy out of me. I know you legitimately, you can't legitimately see energy, but it was like one of those fantasy movies where you can see someone suck the literal life out of something. But then, out of the corner of my eye, I see the Victorian lady. Ooh. She commanded the thing to stop, and then I truly woke up. I read the clock on my bedside two or three times just to make sure I'm really awake and not not dreaming again. My clock reads 4.44 a.m., and I couldn't go back to sleep, so I called my grandma because I knew she was awake by now. Just because, you know, old people, LOL. <laughs> they <laughs> have us, like... 444, God. <laughs> faux, faux, faux at Wendy's. And grandma's awake, ready to start the day. But, <laughs> <laughs> Not my grandparents. They literally sleep until, Crazy. like, one. Do they really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, that's like my nonal. Papa's up at, like, 6 a.m. and nonal sleeps till 2 Um, But she just so happened to call me first, and she was panicking over the phone asking if I was okay. And I told her I had a back-to-back dream, and she proceeded to tell me that she had a dream about me dying in my hotel room by something she couldn't make out. Oh, Oh, my God. That is so crazy. Oh, Grandma, to the the scene. (sighs) Then I was super scared, and I asked my grandma, um, was there someone else in the room? And she told me it was two people. My grandma's a huge believer in the paranormal and afterlife as well. I got out of my hotel room and went down to my coworker's room and asked, can I stay until the sun comes up? She was very puzzled, but she's the type of person who's into paranormal shit like I am. So I told her what happened, even my story from when I was eight. The look in her eyes will forever be in my head. She can see I'm not joking and I was very shook up. So I climbed into her other bed and went back to sleep. Morning came, and I went back to my room. Something still fell off about the room, so after I got ready for my team meeting, I went down to the lobby and asked for a room change. The staff looked very sus when I told them what happened, like something like that happened to me has happened to someone else. Like they fucking knew. Oh, God. I would be so pissed. (laughs) Does she say what hotel this is? Uh, No. I'll have to ask her. I'd like to know so that I can Google it. I believe she was in Texas, though. So that's what she told me when she came out on Saturday. Okay. So as of right now, I'm in a different room and the atmosphere atmosphere feels a lot better and calmer. I'm still very puzzled on why the Victorian lady came into my dream. I have not saw her since I was eight years old. Maybe she's my protector, guardian angel. I'm not sure, even though it was a back-to-back dream. She saved me yet again from something evil. Thank you for reading my story, ladies. Maybe y'all or the juicers can figure out a theory from all of this. Best wishes, Cameron. Meep. Oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like she's like your angel 
Yeah, I mean, she doesn't seem like she wishes you any ill Ill will. Yeah, Yeah, unless she's just trying to save you for herself. (laughs) Slowly trying to scare you till she murks you. Like, if that fucking hotel room, like, knows something's weird about that room and just puts people in there, like, that's fucked up. They should at least, like, specify that. Because, you know, there are hotels that are haunted. And they're like, hey, we are a haunted hotel. And here's a list of things. extra to have, like, that room. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? The Mm. people that want to experience that kind of thing. They probably could attract more people if they did that. But they probably also don't want the, you know, reputation of being a haunted hotel. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that's fucked up. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. Mm -hmm. I would have shit my pants for real. (laughs) Okay, my next story is from Jordan. And this, she has two stories here. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so she says, hello, I have been super hesitant to speak on my paranorm- paranormal experience because I've heard that the more you speak of the spirits or demons you encounter, the more likely they are to reoccur. But here it goes. We're doomed. Honestly, I feel like the more I've talked about mine, the the less I see them. Hmm. So, I don't know. So, the first story, she says, um, As to not share personal information, I will be calling this friend in the story Edith, which is my grandma's name. Hmm. About a year or so ago, I was staying the night with my friend Edith at her house in Social Circle. Edith's house... Social Circle again. Sorry. Literally everywhere. Everybody lives in Social Circle. Well, that and Social <laughs> Circle is obviously very haunted. Oh, yeah, that that too. I mean, it's like every single listener juice at least one or two come yeah. out of Social Circle. You know, like Covington should be very fucking haunted, though, because, yeah. I mean... It's so old. You and know, we have tons of super old fucking houses. Yeah, I'm sure there are places, but Social Circle seems to be it. I mean, Thompson Avenue, when I lived there, oh, you yeah. know, had those few things. Well, there it. was a man that killed himself a few doors down, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's the cause of Titus's doppelganger, though. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, okay. Edith's house had been passed down to her and was previously owned by generations of family members, including her great-grandfather, who died in the house, and her mother, who lived in the house at her time of death. To set the scene, this house was weathered due to its age. The yellow paint on the outside of the building was chipped and worn down, exposing the brown wood underneath. The floors were creaky and caving in in certain places, and every door was squeaky and rusted at at the hinges. Um, There was already a history of paranormal activity in this house, such as glass jars mysteriously falling off shelves, banging noises from the back bedroom when no one was in there, and the smell of the Winston menthol cigarettes. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, Edith's mom used to smoke even uh, when no one else smoked Winston's. After a full day of running errands, we were exhausted and were getting ready to go to bed. It was around one in the morning at this point. As I looked through my, as I looked through my spin the night bag, I realized I had forgot something in my car. So I put on my shoes and grabbed my keys and headed outside to get whatever it was. It was a fairly short walk to the car, but there was hardly any lighting on the street, which made it hard to see. About halfway to my house, I looked up and standing across the street was a dark figure staring at me. The figure was that of a young boy. Double yeek. (laughs) He was short and looked to be maybe five or six years old. He had short hair that looked like a bowl cut. (laughs) 
<laughs> Imagine trying to be a spooky, scary ghost and you have a fucking bowl cut. Dude, it sounds like my little friend. Really? Yeah, Did he have a bowl cut? Kind of, well, it was like kind of shaggy, but yeah, kind of that shape. Hmm, maybe it's the same boy. That'd be crazy. Um, okay, he had short hair that looked like a bowl cut and was dressed in what looked like a long sleeve blazer and trouser shorts, almost like a school uniform. My heart immediately sunk, and I quickly got into my car and locked the doors. I sat in my car, staring at the boy, absolutely terrified. After a few moments, I quickly grabbed what I needed out of my car, took a couple deep breaths, gathered all my courage, and ran out of the car and into the house. I immediately told Edith about what I saw, and when she looked outside again, he was gone. Of course, he was. A few few months later, she admitted to me that she had seen the boy her whole life and thought of him as a friend just like you wow <laughs> uh when she was a child and had even nicknamed him benjamin wow and that a young boy similar to that description had actually passed away in the house next to hers when it was built in the 1920s wow. to this day i have not seen him again and i hope i never will <laughs> <laughs> so her second story um the next story I had is one my friend actually asked me to share regarding a dream she had that I actually actually believed to be something paranormal. These are her words. Okay. I am a hardcore atheist, so I don't really believe in souls, demons, gods, or anything, but I had a weird experience last night. Okay, keep in mind this was all very realistic. When the dream started, I was in my cousin's bedroom, and she had just gotten a new laptop. I was helping her set it up when I looked at my phone to check for a message from my boyfriend and saw a flashing error screen with a small chicken on it. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Then the chicken started making this high-pitched rooster noise. What? I looked at my cousin's laptop and saw it had the same error screen with the same screaming sound, too. That's fucking bananas. I've never heard of that. Me either. (laughs) It was such a loud and vivid sound. Then my cousin started yelling at me because she thought I messed up her laptop. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, what else would you think? Um, all those screaming sounds formed into one unbearable screech, and I had to cover my ears in an attempt to block it out. Oh, my God. I closed my eyes and faded into my bedroom back home in Georgia. Um, I could smell my bedroom and feel my sheets and everything. The only weird thing was my dogs weren't with me like they always are when I'm at home. That's when I realized there was no way I could possibly be home. I then faded into my room here in Washington. As I faded back, I looked over and saw a huge shadow figure standing by my bedroom door, and it quickly moved to it and it quickly moved to me and put its hand on my chest. Do not touch me. Oh. Do not touch me. As it moved closer, I began to look more it began to look more feminine in its features. I felt the most intense fear I felt in my entire life. I've never felt anything even remotely close to it. I was thinking to myself, there's no way a real demon is here right now. As my chest felt this intense tickling towards the top, I couldn't move at all either and my breath was being taken away. Then the shadow figure started crawling into my body. Oh, God. Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) I then received a text from my boyfriend and things went back to normal, but the... but the fear and tickling sensation was still lingering. Oh, that sounds like uh, sleep paralysis. It sounds like something it horrifying. Isn't um, one of the things with sleep paralysis, some people get tickled? I don't know, but the pressure on the chest is yeah. something. I think Madeline said she's experienced the tickling. That's, Ugh. that's not, I mean, that sucks, but. 
Yeah. Could be worse. After doing some research, we came to the conclusion that chickens are some are symbolic of paternal love, or sorry, mm. parental love and protection in certain cultures. And we believe the rooster noise was a warning from her mother who passed away to make her aware of the shadow figure to come and the sound was so intense because she needed my friend to really hear her presence holy. i would love to know um you guys take on it thank you so much holy shit balls is my take on it um i probably would have thought i had a virus on my computer tbh <clears throat> yeah but it sounds like that definitely wasn't yeah yeah I, what she's saying sounds pretty legit though yeah like it was a warning from her mother probably was that's holy hell insane Ooh. Thank you for that. I've never faded into somewhere else, have no, you? No, Mm-mm. I have not. That would be really scary. Like, you think yeah. you're one place and, like, you open your eyes and you are just... I guess maybe you fade to where you're comfortable and feel safe, you know? Could very well be. You're trying to, like, I don't know, exit out of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this is my last one, and... This story comes from Brandon. So it says, in 1968 at the Yellow River Drag Racing Strip, a speeding drag racing car roared out of control, cutting a bloody swath through spectators, killing 11 and injuring 40 to 50 others. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I had no idea. Me either. Um, this was a 1969 Camaro made of fiberglass. It flipped over, split in two, ran up a bank into the stands, and then back in pieces on the track. Oh, my God. The driver of the car was Houston Platt. So back when I lived there, when I was a kid in the late 90s, early 2000s, at night on the weekends, I would be in bed, um quiet uh with it totally quiet out and then you would hear a crowd yell and then a gunshot and a car rearing up and speeding off Mm-mm. and then finally the crashing car and people started screaming in pain and yelling and yelling every weekend the same thing over and over you can find the full story at drag strip riverside of a Riverside Estates, Covington, Georgia, drag strip accident, March 1969. I hope you can use this in your next podcast. Thank you. My name is Brandon McCullough. So that is crazy because I have never heard of that. And Me now either. I'm definitely going to have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never once heard of that ever. Wow. That's horrifying. Drag strip, Riverside Estates, Covington, accident, March 1969. Wow, that's nuts, dude. That's fucking nuts. I do not like it. Mm-hmm. Poor person. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened, really. I don't know. I'm going to Google it once we're done with this. Let me know what you find. Before I read my next story, I wanted to tell you, Scotty texted me, and remember earlier when he didn't want to go to your Nana and Papa's with Titus because of the lake or the yeah. pond or whatever, and then he wanted to go to the park that has the pond, Yeah. and I said, there's a pond there, too. Yeah. Titus fell in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so they're at the park with the pond yeah <laughs> so is there clothes extra clothes i brought him pjs yeah oh gosh yeah, why was he so close <laughs> you know how he is he, he gets away from you so fast sure um i'll probably give him a bath before we leave okay all right so my next story is from elena <laughs> elena's one of my bffs hey elena she says hey y'all it's elena with a smiley face 
because she talks just like she that, does right? she's so country hey y'all it's elena i'm elena <laughs> she does not <laughs> she's not country at all i have a story for y'all about jackson his aunt and her boyfriend and jackson is elena's son he is so cute he is like cutest. she says it's pretty short but my sister's boyfriend joseph lost his grandfather earlier this year about a week or so after jackson and my sister went to joseph's house to hang out jackson has never met anyone in joseph's family besides his parents and siblings well jackson was sitting down and all of a sudden calls out to joseph whoa he said joseph your grandpa's here whoa my sister and joseph were horrified uh he had never seen or met joseph's grandpa and didn't know he died we can only wonder if his grandfather spoke to jackson and told him to tell joseph that wow love y'all how old was jackson at the time did it say Mm, uh, and we love you too well he lost his grandfather earlier this year and then about a week or so after jackson did it so wow I don't know when it could have been. So sometime. How old is Jackson? Four? Yeah, he's four. Okay. Creepy. Well, you know, kids are more sensitive to, to that kind of stuff oh, anyway, so. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I wonder what all Titus has seen. <laughs> it's scary. Well, guys, thank you so much for all of your stories. We definitely enjoyed reading them. They were all fucking insanely horrifying that was fun um and i'd like to do it again so send in some stories guys <laughs> yeah, we, we can't do another one right now we typically read three stories a piece so uh send them send them send them and we'll read them read them read them <laughs> all right well for god's sake don't drink the jones juice <laughs>